0: This happened to me a little over 10 years ago, but I still remember it quite clearly. I was eight years old, and my dad and I were on a long haul road trip from Louisiana to Georgia. It wasn't a new trip per se. It's one that we've done plenty of times before. We were probably somewhere in Alabama, tank almost out of gas. My dad has a really bad habit of waiting till the very last minute to fill up on gas. We pulled off the interstate and into a gross looking gas station. There was no other cars, but there was some forest all around. It was about three in the morning and I was very tired, but also very insistent that I could stay awake as long as my dad could. Because of how tired I was, I opted to wait in the car while my dad ran inside to pay and use the bathroom. Mind you, I wasn't completely alone. Inside the car with me was my miniature pincher. My dad had actually had her as long as I was alive. She was eight years old and she only had three legs but she was one of the feistiest and most mischievous dogs that I have ever met. Still to this day, me and her had a strong bond as we literally grew up together. She was sitting in my lap as I fiddled with the radio. It was by chance that I looked over out my window, checking for my dad. The man that I saw wasn't my dad though, it was a much older looking man with a big gray beard and dingy looking clothes. If I had to take a guess, he was more than likely just homeless. He wasn't very far away from the car, stalking over to my door. He was very large in comparison to my young 8-year-old body. This man was even taller than my dad who stood at 5'8". I sat there the whole time absolutely terrified as this really strange man came up to my window. He looked inside the car and he even reached for the door handle. I was stunned and unmoving not knowing what to do with my dad still in the bathroom. My unexpected savior was the 20-pound three-legged dog. She jumped from my lap and then slammed her face right against the glass, snarling as I've never seen before. She bared her teeth at the man and barked insistently. I knew that she would have jumped from the window and tried to attack that man had she been given the opportunity. The man jumped back from my door, shocked at seeing the terrifying creature. My dog scratched at the window and barked some more, seeming to bring this guy out of his shock. He turned and ran in the tree line, disappearing from my sight. It was several minutes later when my dad finally came back from the bathroom. When he got back in the car, I immediately told him everything that happened. My dad left from the car and tried looking for the man, but upon seeing my crying face, he then turned back and consoled me. Me and my dad have never been more grateful to that dog. She lived another eight years to the ripe age of 16, before she eventually passed away due to old age. As they say, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. I've never known that to be more true than in that moment. I'm an 18 year old female and I work at a gas station off a highway. I usually work short shifts because I'm in college. I've only closed like twice because I don't work the late shift but I was covering for someone tonight. I was alone after 5pm because my manager left and the garage closed. It was pretty boring tonight besides the few conversationalists who came in and the one guy who surprisingly got angry when I wouldn't give him my number. I'm honestly wondering if he tried to get revenge tonight. At around 9.30pm I had noticed a car that was just sitting at the gas pump the furthest away from the store they weren't pumping gas and their car was still running after a little while i shut the outside lights off because it was near closing time and i wanted them to leave but they just stayed there i called my boyfriend because i felt uneasy i wanted him to tell me i was being paranoid i was hoping they were just some kids smoking weed in the car or something my boyfriend kept me company on the phone as i counted the drawer after i finished counting i closed everything up then went to the back to put away my paperwork While I was in the back, I checked the cameras. Looking at the cameras, I could just see the corner of their car. It was as if they were strategically parked there where I couldn't see their license plate, but I could still see they were out there, meaning they stayed there for over half an hour in complete darkness. I told my boyfriend that I was starting to get freaked out now, and he told me to just hurry up and get home, and everything would be okay. Now, at my gas station, I actually have to lock the front door from the outside meaning I would have to stand in perfect view of the car with my back turned. This really scared me, but I knew I had to do it if I wanted to leave. I have pepper spray, so I made sure I carried it in my hand just in case, and I then went outside and tried locking the door as quickly as possible. I still hoped I was being paranoid. As my back was turned while I locked the door, I heard a car door close behind me, and I felt my heart drop. It was like my worst fear then came true. My hands began to shake as I fumbled with the lock. I was so scared that he was coming up behind me. When I finally locked it, it felt like forever. But in reality, it was probably only a few seconds. I yanked my key out of the door and speed walked to my car. I still wanted to seem unbothered, praying this wasn't what I thought it was. Once I got in my car, I locked the car door and then looked out my window. I saw a man in a baseball hat walking around in the dark. I was still on the phone with my boyfriend and I started freaking out, then saying things like, oh my god, oh my god, he got out of his car, what do I do? My boyfriend told me to get out of there as fast as possible, and I did just that. But as I started to back out of the parking spot, I saw the man get back in his car. As I started to drive away, the man in the car started to leave too. I knew this wasn't a coincidence. When I pulled out of our parking lot, I ended up pulling out right in front of someone. I probably scared them half to death, but I wanted to put a car in between me and the man. To my horror, the car ended up turning and my pursuer sped up to be right behind me. I couldn't doubt myself anymore. I just knew this guy was following me. I knew I couldn't go home because I didn't want this creep to know where I lived. At this point, my mom and my boyfriend were both on the phone with me and they told me to drive to the police station. And I did just that. The man followed me all the way there once the police station turned into view though, the man's car sped up and he flew right past me. I've never felt so relieved in my life. I drove home as fast as possible, literally shaking as I began to process what just happened. I'd never been followed like that before. I couldn't help but think what could have happened to me if I just took a few seconds longer to lock the door. Or even worse, if I went into to the car to ask them to leave before I closed. Once I got home, my little brother offered to give me one of his pocket knives. His sweetness made me feel better. I'm definitely going to call my manager in the morning to check the security footage, but to that really creepy man who tried to follow me home, I have no idea who you are, but I definitely hope that I never encounter you again. It was a hot summer night in 2012. I used to live in a less than desirable part of Houston, Texas. It was late at night and my grandmother and I wanted to go get some slushes from a local Sonic drive-in. We hopped in my old pickup truck and made our way to the gas station to fill up before heading to get our drinks. I get out of the truck and I began the process of paying for my gas at the pump. I'm kind of just standing there watching people. Well, more specifically, I was watching my surroundings as a safety precaution. I see several cars also getting gas, which means plenty of other people standing around outside. Some in groups of multiple people, but all were men. I'm a female who was in my twenties at the time. Now I'm not a dainty delicate flower of a woman. I'm tall and plus size, so I'm more of a linebacker. Anyways, I'm standing out there amongst all these men looking around when I see someone walking towards the gas station from a very dark street. All I could really see was a silhouette of someone. I didn't really think anything of it. Probably someone just needing to buy snacks or cigarettes. No big deal. The person makes their way out of the dark and into the light of the parking lot. It's a young man. He was maybe 17 or 18 with a hoodie on and the hood was partially covering his face. A hoodie in the 95 degree Texas summer heat. Definitely odd. He looks around the pumps and walks past all the men and then directly up to me. Not just close, but he actually walked over to the driver's side where I was pumping the gas at and stood about four inches away from me. Um, my mom and I were in an accident and we need some money. I'm hurt. Can you help me? He said calmly and monotone, almost like he rehearsed it. I then noticed something that sent a shiver down my spine and made my heart jump from my chest cavity right into my asshole. I noticed that he has his left hand under his hoodie, it's kind of like he's concealing something that's pointed directly at me. My spotty senses were going crazy at this point. Why would he single me out like this? At least four other cars were there, and plenty of other people were available to ask, but he chose me. I glanced down, and I realized that it's safe to say that he has a gun under there, given the area I was in. Well, fuck. I'm about to get shot, robbed, carjacked, or all of the above if I open my truck door and dig in my purse for cash. I nervously say, I'm sorry man, but I don't have any money. He gets visibly frustrated, then asks, well how are you paying for this gas then? Jesus Christ, I'm using a debit card, no cash, I tell him. Still frustrated, he then says, well we can go to the ATM then for cash. Now I'm moving away from scared and into pissed off territory. This isn't even my debit card, it belongs to someone else and I'm just using it to buy gas. I lied. He stood there just staring at me for what felt like a small eternity, like he was contemplating or analyzing something about me. He then turned away and walked off, past all the other people, past the gas station lobby where he could have easily gone into for help, past everything. He just walked away and into the darkness again. I have never noped out of somewhere so fast in my life. I never went to that gas station at night ever again. Someone ended up getting killed there a few years later. So yeah, I really dodged a bullet. Literally. Hey everyone. I want to take a small break from the stories to give a big thanks to Audible for sponsoring today's video. If you enjoy books like myself, but don't really have the time to sit around reading them, Audible is perfect for you. Audible is the spoken word for entertainment all in one place. The variety of what you can listen to on Audible is massive, ranging from bestsellers and new releases, to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and more. And since I know you guys love horror, this is especially perfect for that, as their horror selection is massive. Whether you're into true crime or scary stories just like this, you can find it on Audible. I'm currently in the middle of listening to American Predator, the hunt for the most meticulous serial killer of the 21st century by Maureen Callahan like Ted Bundy Jeffrey Dahmer and the like it covers another major serial killer Israel Kies, one of the most ambitious and terrifying serial killers in modern history you can find audiobooks like this and more on audible audible is also really excited to offer members an exciting new way to explore their interests with the included plus catalog so if you don't really know where to start the plus catalog is a really great way to find new favorites and formats like the exclusive words plus music series or even a podcast you've never considered before. Visit audible.com cannibal or text the word cannibal to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back into the stories. So I was in the military at the time in Portsmouth, Virginia. I hadn't really been familiar with city living because I had spent my whole life in the countryside of the Midwest like so country that we had stop signs instead of stop lights. Anyway, it was about 8pm and I wanted to make a little cash so I decided to join the new craze of Lyft driving. It seemed like everyone was doing it, and I mean, the extra cash couldn't hurt. I lived in an apartment that had a gas station right across the street. I decided to drive over there to top off my tank, seeing as it was only half full. When I pulled up to the pump, I noticed that the gas station was busy. It was pretty well lit and on a street corner, so I figured it would be safe with lots of people around. Again, naivety from being sheltered in the country. I got out of my car and I began to head inside the gas station to pay for my gas. One car in particular really stood out to me, and I had no idea why. It was old, like one of those old cop cars from the 80s. I'm not super into cars, so I have no idea what it would be called. Sorry. Anyway... What really caught my attention was that there was a guy in the driver's seat and then one guy in the back passenger seat. I remember thinking, why wouldn't the back seat guy just sit up in the front, but brushed it off, thinking maybe there was another person inside the store. I went inside and paid for my gas, then walked out. As I did so, backseat guy hops out of the car and then approaches me. He's wearing a baby blue suit like you would wear to church on Easter Sunday, except the jacket is missing. Also, his belt is undone, and his fly is completely unzipped. I didn't notice the disturbing part of his pants until he started talking to me. He asked me something ridiculous along the lines of my internet provider, and that he worked for some internet provider company. Clearly it was 8pm, he shouldn't be working. He wasn't in a uniform, and his car wasn't a company vehicle. It's when I was processing this that I noticed his pants. I kind of gave a disgusted look and he pretended to act embarrassed and then apologized as he fixed himself. I tried to shuffle quickly away from him and head to my car. I thought it was over but it wasn't. He tried to step quickly after me so quick that I felt him practically on me. I turned to face him abruptly and he stopped putting his hands up as if he meant no harm. I was way more than creeped out because he had been about six inches from touching me. Then the creep asked if I had a boyfriend. I said yes I did very loudly and then practically ran to my car, locking the door and putting on my seatbelt. I didn't even pump my gas. I had a really bad feeling. I had a bad feeling and I began texting one of my friends who lived next door to me in the same apartment complex. Suddenly I froze. The feeling was back. I looked up to see the car slowly driving to the exit that was in front of me. There was an exit in front and an exit behind me. Now, the way they slowly drove by and stared at me creeped me out. But when they backed up and chose not to exit and began making their way to the passenger side of my car was when I truly freaked out. I slowly put my car in drive, then turned it on as they parked next to my car. There were still only two men, the driver and the backseat flasher. All of a sudden, the backseat guy bursts of the car and then runs to my passenger side door. I floor it, escaping the gas station and driving erratically till I lost them. I went home sometime later, not wanting to be followed. It scared the hell out of me. After that, I threw my Lyft driving sticker in the trash. I didn't need it anymore. This happened to me in 2014 on my way to my grandparents' house in Goose Creek, South Carolina. We had left in the late morning at around 11 a.m. to try and get there before dinner. Our whole reason behind going was for a cruise vacation that my great-grandmother had paid for. It was going to be me, my mother, and my father, my aunt, my other aunt, my great-grandfather, and my great-grandmother along with a few other friends of my great-grandmother's as well. In the car was my mother and I along with most of our luggage. My father was coming a few days later due to work stuff. So we decided to drive out that day to get there early and to catch up on family drama and the usual. My mother had just finished packing the car and she called me down the stairs to get in the car with my bag of entertainment things. I came rushing down the stairs, excited to go on a road trip and to see my family, since at that time they hadn't caused many of the problems that push us apart today. We started our drive on some scenic back roads before getting towards the inner city and hopping onto the highway. I was only 7 years old at the time of this story, so I'm still blissfully naive and unaware of many things in the world. I'm also fuzzy on the details of the people involved, so the descriptions of the clothing and whatnot may be a bit skewed. I was mainly focused on Minecraft and collecting Beanie Boos at the time, rather than the dangers of reality and strange people. After about 2 hours of us being on the road, I told my mom that I needed to go to the bathroom. I had drank about two bottles of water, so my bladder was complaining at this point. Since we were still near the busy city area, there were plenty of gas stations and corner stores we could stop at. My mom had asked me if I was hungry as well, to which I excitedly said yes, since this meant that I got to get junk food, which I didn't really get very often. So we pull off at an exit in Atlanta, Georgia, and come across a quick trip not too long after. I'm bouncing out of my seat with absolute excitement, ready to grab my favorite chips and candy and a sugary drink, which I know that my mom will later regret letting me have. We get out of the car, my mom grabs her purse and we head inside to the bathrooms. My mom waited outside patiently for me to use the bathroom and after a few minutes, I then came out and we then walked around grabbing our snacks and drinks. I grabbed everything that I wanted, my mom as well, and we went up to the counter and stood in line. While waiting to check out, I had counted the cars in the parking lot and how many of each brand there were since I was super obsessed with cars back then. My mom tugged my arm a bit as the line moved up, so like the clingy 7 year old kid I was, I followed her. We get up to the counter, greet the cashier, pay for our things, and then we leave with our two bags of snacks and drinks. I was really giddy with a big grin on my face the entire time, knowing that I would be set for the rest of the trip with my rare treats. As we finish up at the counter, a man in a red Nike hoodie, black sweats, black shoes, and sunglasses comes into the station. I took particular notice of him because of the fact that he was wearing sunglasses indoors. He casually walks up to the counter with a warm smile on his face and rests his arms on the counter. My mom notices him as well and gives him the short hey smile that you usually give strangers when you don't want to start a conversation. He doesn't notice, but he looks over at the cashier. This is when things go south real quick. The man playfully smacks the counter and then says in a really friendly tone, Why don't you give me all your money? The cashier looks at him confused since the man acted like he knew the cashier. The guy gives the cashier a few seconds before becoming serious, slamming his hands down on the counter, pulling out a gun and demanding money yet again. This time he's serious and his demand is no longer a joke. My mom begins to drag me out of the store while I stare in confusion and almost all at what's happening before me. She throws me into the car and quickly speeds out of the parking lot. The last thing I saw of that gas station was the man putting his gun to the back of the cashier's head and yelling something inaudible to him. It's been about seven years now since this incident and gas stations still give me a nervous angsty vibe. Last I heard that quick trip had been torn down and a new building put in its place. I know, not the dramatic, chaotic ending that some of you might have hoped for, but it was still a scary and traumatic experience for me. So did the man in the red hoodie that tried to rob the Quick Trip gas station, wherever you are in this world, I pray and hope I never cross your path.